Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Michael Russin. Happy Sunday. I'm on my way to the gym again a little later than normal, which is, uh, I like to, so I preach routine, and I'm very much a creature of habit, but I like to shock the system every once in a while. So like today, still got up. I mean, Ada was up today at 5.30. She usually sleeps till 7 or 8. But she was up today at 5.30. So instead of having Geneva get up, um, I got up. I didn't get a lot of sleep last night. I was up. So Ada woke up at like 11. She usually sleeps for the whole night. But every time they like learn a new skill, they have a little bit of sleep regression, right? So they say. Everybody acts like they understand babies and nobody knows what the hell is going on. So every kid's different. You know what I mean? But anyways, so last night at 2, this is a real story. This is a true thing that just happened last night. So last night at 2 a.m., Geneva had gotten to get Ada. That's when she woke up, not 11. She woke up at 2. She got to get Ada, and I was just falling back asleep. And I heard, whack, whack. Now, our room, door shut, bathroom door shut. We have a noise maker. <laughs> and an air conditioner going, right? The chicken coop is on the other side of the house. Basically what I'm saying is there's no, I dreamt of a duck quacking right in my ear. I'm this, I swear, I let your yeses be yeses and your noes be noes. Just take my word on this, that this, is, this happened exactly how I'm about to say it happened. As clear as day, in my ear, I hear quacking. Duck quack. Sounds like mac. We have mac and cheese. Sounds like mac. No, it sounds like cheese. Cheese is quack. And I jumped awake and I'm like, that couldn't, I could have just heard a duck. There's no way, dude. I'm like, let me, all right, all right. So I get up out of bed. I open the bathroom door. I open the bathroom window and I look outside. And as soon as I go to the bathroom window, the motion lights on the garage, which is right next to where the ducks and the chickens coop is, both turn on and I look down and there's this big old cat like this was it wasn't like a mountain lion or a bobcat or anything like that it was colored like a house cat like white with an orange like or a brown spot on it but this dude was you could tell this boy's been eaten this was no regular house cat he was massive massive I don't know it could have been a fisher cat but I've never seen a white fisher cat he was bigger than a Fisher cat. So I'm like, holy smokes. So I go running downstairs. I, I sleep naked. So I'm butt naked. I'm like, dude, I hope Jeremiah is not in the base there in the den watching TV right now, 2 o'clock in the morning, because he'll do that. I go running downstairs. I grab my gun. Yes, I would absolutely shoot this cat without a question. You're in my, you're going to go. It was walking. It was going over, sniffing around the coop. So I go running outside with a flashlight. I got my gun. I just grabbed my handgun because that's what was closest. I got a red dot sight. I hit him. I'm good for, I'm good for, I'd say, 30 yards with that Glock. Confidently right now, I'd say. I want to get good at 50, but I'm good at 30. And uh, I'm looking around. I'm looking around, and I see him. He's over across the way where they're building that new house where Jeremiah is going to live in, and he's standing right in front of the house. So I'm like, well, I can't take the shot, put a hole. There's nobody living there, but I want to put a hole through the house. So I'm looking at him, he's looking at me, and I just went, ah, and threw a handful of rocks at him, and he took off. So 
six by Duck Six Sense went off last night. Either that or Mac, uh, rather Cheese, communicated with me telepathically. I think Cheese, tell I think, dude, when you look into a duck's eyes, there's something going on there. There's something. There's something going on there. It almost looks like they're wearing a duck suit. You know what I mean? Like there's like a deep understanding in a duck's eyes, so and they kind of like play it off by acting a little bit stupid and you know flopping around. Ducks waddle, you know what I mean? So it just makes them look goofy. But there's something at play here. I think Cheese communicated with me telepathically. <laughs> Woke me up. It's like, Dad, Dad, there's something outside the coop. I did the wildest thing. I was telling Geneva this morning. She, she couldn't believe it. But she heard me get up and go stomping down the stairs, you know? And uh, it was just, it was really, really crazy. I didn't want to take Dane out with me and have him take off in the woods in the middle of the night. You know what I mean? Be looking for an all-black German shepherd at night in the woods with no light pollution. <laughs> I wouldn't see him until the next day. He'd probably be full of porcupine quills by that point. So, uh, or skunked. So I just went out. I went solo. And, uh, yeah, dude, it was crazy. It was nuts. So my duck has... My duck and I share a uh, telepathic uh, connection with one another. So that's that, there's your story for today. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so anyways, all that goes to say, my routine got mixed up a little bit, and I don't mind it. I like it when my routine gets thrown off a little, a little bit, not a lot. But I like to do things a little bit differently. Like I went to the gym late on later on Friday, and just the energy there, there's just so many more people there, which it, I kind of hit, like, a diminishing marginal return like each person walking in their additional energy brought me less satisfaction because it started to stress me out more so I would leave I left I, I cut the workout but I had a killer workout dude I was so in the zone you know so I'm looking forward to today's workout I don't know what it's going to be like at four o'clock on a Sunday but I'd, I'd probably be empty it's probably because it's beautiful out right now but I went on a long walk this morning I spent a lot of time with Ada I went back to bed. I, 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 went, I slept from 8 till 9.30. Woke up, made my wife a protein pancake. Got dressed for church. Went and uh, did go. We had communion today. So we did communion, which is something I'm going to talk about here in a second. We did communion and... Uh, jumped into second Thessalonians we're going you know systematically through um, the New Testament right now we got there while he was in first Thessalonians this was like what two three months ago so we're going chunk by piece by piece I should say uh, through the books of Thessalonians the so basically Paul letters to the church at Thessalonica strong church they're a very strong church but they're under a lot of persecution uh, talks a lot about the end times, you know, well, Jesus's return, I should say. Uh, but anyways, you know, we're working our way systematically through through Thessalonians, Thessalonians. So had communion, did that, went home, had leftover ribeye, cowboy ribeye from last night, made Geneva some chicken thighs. Because she's with her pregnant right now, she can't handle any more steak and steak all day long, every day. I think she's sick of it. She can't even look at it. So, uh, Spent some time out in the sun with Ada and Jeremiah and Geneva and Bane and the ducks and the chickens. Went for another long walk just with me and God. Didn't touch my phone much at all today. I haven't touched it really. I ran a, a meeting earlier, right around 3.30, and now I'm on my way to the gym. And I'm going to crush it. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna hit heavy, heavy, heavy squats today. I love squatting. It's my I used to hate it. It was my least favorite move. I mean, bench will always be my favorite. It is most people's favorite, but squats. I almost enjoy doing squats now more than I do bench, which is crazy. You would have asked me two years ago, it would have been the complete, complete opposite. I love doing squats. Like I said, almost more than bench. Um, so I wanted to talk about my thoughts with communion today. I almost didn't take communion today. And I'm going to tell you why. Some of you are probably like, <laughs> let me walk you through. So when, when Jesus is instructing them to take communion, long story short, I don't know the passage well enough to go through. I'm, I'm going to paraphrase. But Jesus basically, when he goes through the breaking of my body, the drinking of the wine, which is my blood, you're acknowledging the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, acknowledging that you're part of his body, right? And uh, it's an act of faith. It's a public act, of, much like you know a baptism would be pronouncement of faith but your heart needs to be right with God and you know I was telling my wife on the way home that uh, I don't know that my heart didn't feel right I got my heart right like I, I went in and he started talking about communion and I'm like I don't know that I'm going to take communion today because I don't like some of the thoughts I've been having recently I don't like some of the things I've been saying recently just to myself privately or in front of my wife nothing like I'm like I'm not berating my wife just like words that are coming out of my mouth that shouldn't be coming out of my mouth and uh, I kind of had an epiphany that I've been at war with God's will for my life uh, almost my whole life and anytime I'm going through struggles or obstacles or adversities. I'm like, God, what am I doing so wrong? And, and, and all the obvious sins in my life come to the surface. But, uh, you know, the more, the, the one that's not, you know, I talked about this before. This is something my wife brought up. She's like, well, in your podcast today, you're talking about when you remove the bigger ones, the little ones become more, they become bigger, right? Remove the big ones, the little ones become bigger. Like they become more obvious because you got rid of the big obvious ones. And, uh, I think what I want out of my life and what God wants out of my life, like I'm still trying to break the, I don't know, I have to figure out like how many businesses, how many, I'm, I'm not spending enough time, I know in my heart of hearts, um, I'm not spending enough time on the things of God, I'm not spending enough time with God, this is me just keeping it super real with you. Some of you guys are like, well, you talk about, you pray every day, you talk to God every day, you, it's not enough. Like, I feel like I'm supposed to be playing a much more active role. I said, I don't know if I'm supposed to evangelize, which is what I kind of do on the podcast. I don't know if I'm supposed to preach, which is kind of what I do on the podcast. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't know if I'm supposed to go out and feed the hungry. I don't know how, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. So I felt like I was kind of at opposition with God's will. And I had to get my heart right with God today, and it took for the first time in my life, I truly said, because there's an aspect of what is God going to replace in my life? What is going to, what is God going to take from me? And what obstacles in trials are, is God going to put me through to make me the man that he wants me to be? There's a lot of fear there. So a lot of times it's easy for the person that think that God thinks that God just wants to abundantly give you 17 Rolls Royces to be in God's will and purpose for their life. 
but it doesn't, there's nowhere scripturally where I see that supported. Anywhere. It says your needs will be taken care of. It doesn't say that God's going to give you 17 Rolls Royces and a jet. You know what I mean? So for, for people that believe in prosperity gospel, which is heresy, uh, let's just call it what it is. It's heretical. It's very easy for them to like feel like they're in alignment with God's will. For me, I don't. And I'm like, what does God really want out of my life? And I, for the first time today, I really truly said, God, I'm, I'm really going to surrender myself to you to be used as a tool not for my own amusement and enjoyment what I want out of life but what you want out of my life for your kingdom so that was uh that was tough for me um and it's scary it's very very scary and I took communion so um I don't know just so long it was like oh dude I gotta make a bunch of money I gotta start I've, I've started the businesses I've made the money and it's like I can start to see that you know all these super wealthy people that are still so empty you know I could start to see how that becomes a reality because from business to business to millions to millions I don't feel any sort of satisfaction at all None. I feel none. Uh, and this is just me being radically honest with everybody that's listening to me right now. So if you're out there and you're chasing money, and I, for a long time I told myself, well, the more money I'll have, the more I'll be able to bless other people, which is true. But I think I've made it too much of the focal point of my existence. Like I just see myself as being the, uh, the entrepreneur Mike Russin and not the warrior for God Mike Russin, right? And those two things might look very similar, or they might be vastly uh, in opposition to one another. And that's, that's, I don't know what that looks like yet. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't have the slightest inclination. But today was the first time where I really said, you know what, God, not my will, but yours. Not my will, but yours. And I just think of the self-sacrificial life, first of all, of Jesus. The ultimate archetypal self-sacrificial act in all of humankind, all of man's history. And then I think about the self-sacrificial apostles and saints that have been martyred and killed and the disciples. And I'm just like, I'm like, man, you know, I... uh, I'm not living that. I might think that I am sometimes, but am I really? Like, how much have I actually sacrificed? How much? How often do I step outside of my comfort zone? And uh, I step outside of my comfort zone every time I talk about God on this podcast, God on social media. I, I, I like to think I do it with a good degree of boldness. Um, but even like I'm, I'm being super serious. Like I, I wear, I wear this shirt that says uh, Jesus is King. And every once in a while when I put that on, I get a little tinge of, and this is going to blow some of your minds that knowing me, that I would feel this. Like, well, what if somebody confronts me about this in public, right? And it's like, well, if you're ashamed of me, I'm ashamed of you, Jesus says. And I'm like, I'll never be ashamed of Jesus. So it's like just something simple like that. Like how much more could I be doing? How much more could you be doing? Is the point of me discussing this with you today. Because this is private. This is between God and I. There's no reason for me to discuss this with anybody at any point in time other than maybe a spiritual mentor. 
I'm discussing this with you guys today because I'm sure there's some of you that feel similarly to, to what I feel now. And the answer, as far as I know and, and am aware in my 31 years of life and my limited knowledge and, and my human wisdom is that we are supposed to give it, like really give it all to God. It's like that young guy, that, that very young rich man that came to Jesus and he says, I want to follow you. And this story sticks out in my mind. And Jesus says, go sell all of your possessions and come with me and then you'll be saved. And the young man was sad and he went away sad because he had great wealth. And Jesus said, woe to the rich. He said, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than it is for a rich man to get to heaven. And, and the disciples are like, well, dude, then who can be saved? Like, how do we get saved? And he said, well, with man, it's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. And to me, that just speaks to, can rich people go to heaven? Yes. If I were to die right now, would I go to heaven? I have faith that I would because I believe in Jesus Christ and his the price he paid for me, even though I'm a severely flawed individual. Uh, but more flawed than anybody could even understand. You know, I, I deal and wrestle with my own imperfections all day, every day. And I have to remind myself, I have to make sure that I don't let the devil get in my head. Because I've, I've had the devil talk me out of my salvation a couple of times. Like, recently. Recently. Like, no, you're not good. And here's the thing, is that voice says, no, you're not good enough. And Jesus says, through me, you are. He's the atonement. You know, he stands between us and the judgment of the Father, right? And that's a big thing, is people have to understand that God is as much judgment as he is love and mercy. But God loves mercy, and he wants to have mercy on us. But for us to access that mercy and grace, first of all, we have to believe in His Son. But second of all, we've got to live self-sacrificially. Not to say that we're saved by works, but works are a fruit of true faith, right? You know, show me without faith. Show me works without uh, faith without works, and I'll show you a dead faith. Basically, is what he says. It's not real faith. There should be evidence in your life. That you are different, that you are set apart, that you are chosen, that you are a son or daughter of God, right? There should be evidence of that. You should be there should be something measurable there. Everybody, oh yeah, I went to church when I was eight and I said a prayer and I got baptized, so I'm good, but I'm just gonna keep going out and doing the things that I shouldn't be doing all day, every day, all the time. And then I'll go to church once a month and ask for forgiveness and just keep doing it. Like you should be getting better over time. There should be a measure, like you should be better now than you were a year ago, five years ago, ten years ago. There should be a difference. You'll never be perfect, but it's called the process of sanctification. So all this goes to say, man, as I, as I close today, you know, have an honest conversation with yourself and God like I did today. And really get a good idea of where you stand in terms of your faith. Because faith is self-sacrificial. Faith is self-sacrificial. So, all right. Those are my thoughts for today. Love you guys. Have a great Sunday. Have a great week coming up. As always, let me know how I could be of any service to any of you. And uh, don't, oh yeah, don't forget patron.podbean.com slash obsidian achievement if you care to donate. 
of getting more equipment. Um, just got a 4K camera. I'm getting a, a GoPro. I'm getting a new... So, guys, you're going to love this. I'm finally getting a mic for the car. New microphone for the car. So the sound will be much clearer. It'll be much better when I talk to you guys in the car. And a couple other things. Still putting that money aside for investing in a studio. Getting guests like we had Trevor uh, Bachmeyer on. So... I ain't banking the dough. I'm investing everything I get right back into this podcast for you guys. So patron.podbean.com. Patron is spelled P-A-T-R-O-N dot podbean.com slash Obsidian Achievement. All right. I love you guys. I appreciate all of you. As always, like I just said, let me know if I could be of any service to any of you. And have a great week. Bye-bye.